And you know, you know, you you, learn, you hear about the the Niners and Cowboys rivalry. It's been going all the way back since the '70s. Like it's been a long time rivalry, and uh, you know, lots of championships have been won on both sides and lost. So you know, it's just just kind of like another one in the in the books right now. Fred, I'm looking on the story about the rookie class. What do you think about the contributions from guys like Brock, Spencer Bursford, you know, Drake getting on there? And just kind of what they added to you guys uh, this, this year. Yeah, no, they've come up huge. And, you know, guys who maybe didn't think they were going to have a huge role in our in our uh, on our team, you know, have had to play big minutes and meaningful minutes. Uh, you know, and that's every year. You need you need your young guys to be ready and, and available whenever their number is called. And uh, guys have stepped up big time for us this year. Kyle was saying that sometimes in team meetings, we'll chirp at some of the guys and, and see if they, they go back and forth with them. Can you kind of expand on what goes down in these team meetings? Yeah, I mean, that's a lot of the time on our team meeting the night before the game. He, he kind of gets after Bosa a little bit, trying to get him going the night before. Um, I think today he, took, he might have took a little shot at our defense, saying that the Cowboys defense might be playing better than us or something. So, of course, I took that to heart. But, you know, he's always just trying to find ways to kind of bring bring the best out of us. Do you sit there and take it, or do you bring the passion back right to him? <laughs> no, as a player, you got to sit there and take it, you know, and then you, you give it back to him by going out there and proving him wrong, obviously. And that's what Bosa did, right? Yeah. What was that, the Miami game? I forgot which Something like that, yeah, where he's like, don't, don't ever talk about me again or something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's just all fun and games. Speaking of, Bo- speaking of Bosa, he's so monotone, he's so laid back out there, and that's that's why the shrug is, is so perfect. Yeah. Does he ever get hyped out there? Is he just you know, th- does he do the hype with the with the sack? I think he gets most hyped when he's obviously getting the sack. That's, uh, but no, I mean he's, he's just obviously uh, I I everybody's their own person, you know, and that's who he is. He's just kind of even keeled throughout the game and. Like you mentioned, the, the shrug is probably the, ber- the perfect uh, celebration for him, you know, because that's who he is. Well, after you got hurt against Dallas Sausage, did you go into the locker room? Were you there with Bosa watching the end of the game? No, I actually went back out on the field. Okay. Yeah, I was hoping I'd maybe get a chance to go back in, but I just knew I wasn't going to give my team the best chance to win. I knew Dre and Aziz would be the, the best two out there. Huff broke out of the gate with some real big plays earlier in the year, and then he sustained it enough to be an all-pro and a pro bowler. And was that something you saw coming? Did you at the end of last year? Did you say, "All right, this guy"? Yeah. I don't. I don't know if anybody could have predicted the year he was going to have this year. I think obviously you saw flashes and you, you saw how great a player he was last year in the moments that he was in there. But to say that he's going to be in his second year a first team All Pro, Pro Bowl uh, at safety, I mean, it, he's way surpassed everybody's expectations. He's done an amazing job, and um, we're going to need him to continue to, to do well. You know, the handful of times I've talked to him, he's so self-critical. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you find you have to? I don't know, lift them up a little bit once in a while, or is, or is just that's just the way he operates? That's just the way he operates, and there obviously is a, is a fine line there between being too self-critical and like you know and and, and suffering confidence-wise. But I don't I don't feel that's the case with him. I think he's right where he needs to be. The humility's there. I think that's why he is one of the best at his position, if not the best. I mean, because he is he's humble enough to look at look in the mirror and see what can I improve upon and be better at. Fred, obviously you weren't around when this rivalry with Dallas, you know, initially ignited, but what's kind of your understanding of the historical significance and how much do you guys think about that and talk about that as you're getting ready to face them? Yeah, I mean, it is something that has been a part of the history, right? I think right now it's not as applicable, I would say, because it's it's such a different time now. And there, I mean, I, there's not too much of like this bad blood between both teams. I think, you know, things might be said here and there, which is football, and that's just competitive, the competitive nature of, of people. But um, at the end of the day, when, it, when when Sunday comes, it's going to be about two great football teams playing against each other and who's going to play the best. Nick, uh, a D'Amico question. Um, 
this is his second year as a defensive coordinator. What what areas do you think that he and, and the defense has have really improved in in the second year with him as coordinator? Um, just overall, just really everybody owning the the swarm mentality. Um, you know, I obviously saw brought like the all gas no breaks thing when he was when he was the DC, and then D'Amico adopting the swarm. Uh, and I think just as in the second year, just really honing in on the details of being able to play faster, to everybody to be of clear, be of a clear mind, and be able, that's why you see like the speed and the the overwhelming nature of how we play because guys are literally. Um, there's no gray area. Guys are playing fast. Guys are, are being physical and, and hunting to the ball. Can you, can you feel that in the in the headset when he's communicating with you? Um, Johnny Hong was saying that he feels like D'Amico is one step ahead yeah. of everything this year. Yeah. No, absolutely. I I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's uh, it's pretty cool hearing him, and, and sometimes he'll he'll be telling me, like, this is a run or, like, they're, 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 they're doing this on this play depending on the down and distance or the personnel grouping formations. Um, you can tell that he's obviously very dialed in during the week with his preparation and knowing exactly what the offense is going to run. It seems like it makes you guys the aggressors instead of the reactors. Correct. Yeah. You guys have um, faced Kittle during the week. You faced Waller. You faced Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Where does Schultz fall into this, and what's his challenge? The challenge yeah, I think do? guys kind of sleep on him a little bit. I think he's right up there, obviously, with some of the best right now with the way he's playing. Um, mm-hmm. I think I think the reason our people just kind of are sleeping on him, and that's what allows him to kind of be in a position to make more plays and be open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's, he's just kind of sneaky, fast, slippery. He's able to play the ball in the air really well. Um, is obviously a bigger body to be able to box guys out. So he's kind of like a tweener between tight end and, and receiver because of the way they use him. Mm-hmm. He's in the Pollard a lot more this year on the offense. How does that change what they do in the, in the future in Tony? Um, very, a very explosive, uh, fast, powerful back, uh, even even regardless of his size. You know, his size aside, I think the way that he plays, the style that he plays with um, has been really impressive to watch this season. Uh, and that's why he was obviously elected to the Pro Bowl is because of the way he's, um, you know, it, really came I mean he's always been a great player but this year really like owning that offense and owning um his opportunities when he does have the ball in his hands and having that ability to to break one free for an 80 yarder you know if 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 he can Nick Nick just mentioned you guys haven't played tons of mobile quarterbacks and Stidham was able to do some damage against you left some room for improvement yeah and Dak's not Michael Vick but he can move around a little is that a point of emphasis of like I don't know whatever you think maybe hasn't been pinned down to make sure that's taken care of yeah absolutely I think that's something that's been a a point of emphasis up front and and that D-line room is being extra extra disciplined in your rush lanes this week and in the back end we always talk about plaster rules of, of guys looking guys up in the back in the uh yeah in the back end just making sure we're we're on top of our um, our coverage assignments for when he does break out. I know you don't match up very much with him in practice, but Trent Williams is I have, I've talked to like 30 people. No one's been able to find a single flaw in his game. Right. No one knows how to beat him. Yeah. What makes Trent great in your eyes? Just a freak athlete. Like, I mean, he has the feet of a ballerina, but then the upper body and strength of like literally a gorilla. Like, he just was able to do it all. The savvy of the moves he does. I mean, he's, he's for sure the best. Easily. Thank you. Thank you.